Hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Aged Out Reacts with the two hosts of the Aged Out Podcast, Mike Fantini and Evan Worrell. And as you can see from today's video title, we have a very special guest who we talked to probably probably almost a little, barely over a year now. We, we watched some Cavaliers with Mr. Mike McIntosh after the 21 season concluded, and now we're here hanging out with him again. He agreed to come chill with us for an evening and watch the Cavies finals a lot and talk about it and just talk about whatever comes up and just hang out. So how you been, Mike? It's been a minute. Good, good. Thank you. Uh, just cooked some really spicy food, so um, my, my tummy's rumbling. But, <laughs> Clear uh, out yeah, the sinuses. Yeah, quick, get it all cleared out. No pollen whatsoever. Uh, thanks for having me, man. I, I always enjoy this uh, interaction. Yeah, man, I think it's awesome. Uh, obviously, you guys grace us with your time, the people that we have on. But just to dive into more of what, what the kids were able to do, what the techs were able to do, design staff, and just really appreciate it on even more of a nuanced level than we than we already do. So it'll be fun to talk about. Uh, I'm sure you guys were also kind of excited and, I don't know, maybe just anxious to get out and compete again. I know we've talked to some other some other folks and some other teams that 2021 really kind of saved, I feel like, the activity. And then 2022, I think, really just kind of started to get us back to some level of normalcy. Did, did you guys feel some of that too? Uh, as an overall activity, absolutely. In fact, like just like the marching bands uh, in the fall, the embracement level of the crowds was incredible. The level of the drum course was incredible. Um, were incredible, I should say. We dealt with some serious COVID stuff. So in that way, it was very unnormal, uh, abnormal right. for us which was tough. I mean, you know, we got a great health and wellness team, so we took it very serious. And uh, it just, it knocked us out. Um, we dealt with some uh, issues with getting the rights to music. We lost about two minutes and 40 seconds of music five days before Detroit. Oh, wow. Uh, not a lot of people know that. So people were wondering why we came out of the gate so slow. I mean, we were... We were constantly three weeks behind until maybe the last two weeks where we started to really turn it on and catch up and tribute to the staff and to the membership for sure. Yeah, what two incredible hurdles to overcome in one season, uh, losing those rights so late in the game. Um, or at Tough. least that maybe – I won't even say losing or maybe just not getting the permission so well, late I in the mean, game. It, it wasn't like we were planning uh, – we were – the belief was that it wasn't going to be an issue. And then, you know, three months out, it wasn't an issue. Two months out, it wasn't an issue. A month out, it wasn't an issue. And then all of a sudden, it was an issue. Um, so, yeah, that was tough. And then the COVID thing, I mean, I went in July for four days. I didn't teach. I just did samples with Matt Black uh, for forever. I mean, you know, we had a skeleton core. It was a, like a tiny little A drum line. You know, we had four snares, two quads, three bass drums. I mean, you know, the pit got just devastated. Wow. Wow. Um, Brutal. Staff pushed through. The kids pushed through. I mean, it was you know, we took our lumps. Obviously, competitively, we got beat by some groups that aren't normally in our neighborhood. So shout out to them for, you know, doing a great job. Um, and I was really pleased with how the staff and the membership handled the adversity. I think that was really a, a huge positive that came out of that. Is the growth of, of the of the team was exponential. So yeah, an incredible yeah, was, level perseverance yep for sure 
Yeah, and some good it, things to, to garner from that, for sure. To, I mean, it wasn't just all doom and gloom, but there were some right. great things. Yep. To hear all that and then hear how what the finished product still was at the end of the season and uh, the three-night average end up in fifth place in percussion is just even more impressive, honestly. Well, that's tribute to the cat, the staff and the kids, membership. I mean, we have this – you know, it's funny, like, uh, real quick, just to give you an insight – so we had eight snares. We were looking for a ninth. We were looking for a fifth tenor. We never found anybody that we felt would culturally fit the, mo the mold. Um, so uh, Zach, who came from uh, uh, Spirit, uh, it was going to be Spirit's section there. Unfortunately, Spirit didn't come out, um, fortunately for us, because we got Zach. But the <laughs> membership vetted Zach heavily, like some conversations with him one-on-one. -on -one. They drummed together. Then the, the vets met again and, like, discussed – is he the right fit? Not only, you know, moves his feet great, you know, has the look, uh, his hands are great, but it was this combination. I was very impressed with the maturity of the team to look at things that hard and build uh, a group of guys that were of that ilk, that the culture was incredible. Obviously, it starts with Josh Bricky and his crew, um, but we just had the right combination of people, man. And, like, you know, they say in the NFL you can't coach speed. You know, it's just a, a talent. Right. Um, that that chemistry ended up pushing us because you could make one comment, and they, they were so tight. I go the same way. And a correction. I mean, it was just really – it was set up for success, sure. Uh, and that helped us overcome all that craziness in the early season. Wow. That's awesome. Well, kudos to the kids. Shout out to that. Cheers to that, I'll say. Um, and yeah, um, let's, let's see, let's get into some of the awesome product that, uh, that they ended up throwing down and having a great weekend. We'll, we'll start off with it and then we'll just pause as we go and elaborate on maybe how some things came together or maybe how some things evolved over the course of the summer. And, uh, yeah, can't wait. So yeah, as, as before we, uh, before we jump in, I, can I just tell you a little bit about the thought behind the book? Just a real cliff notes version. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so, for sure. St the show title was uh, Sign of the Times, right? Sign of the Times, yep. Okay. Yep. Um, and I'll just speak to the music side. So musically, there's an intellectual, you know, tweak to it, thinking times as far as time, you know, modulating time, stretching time, moving time quick, uh, half time, different tempi, um, tons of, of metric modulations more than what you know I would normally do uh, so the theme of the show sometimes there's a motive like in 2011 it was a jump 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 it was the three notes right <laughs> um, that that if you go back and listen to 2011 that theme is everywhere sometimes yep. it's uh it's a little more cerebral this year was m more cerebral so we didn't really have a motive like a melody uh, it was what we did in the spaces between the notes and the way we stretched uh, stretch things uh, and uh, you know very thought about trying to be very elastic with the book the way the book moves and flows tons of diminution where rhythms would um, have themselves speed up augmentation where rhythms would um, or excuse me double themselves for diminution and have themselves for augmentation where the rhythm would slow down uh, so lots of motific development in there regarding how we move through time uh, that was kind of the the gist and by the end we finally we finally got it i mean there was some stuff in there that was like the just the transition into one to two was 
basically a roll that in two bars, you know, jumped 100 beats, just like uh, Hyper Excel. Uh, so just, you know, again, trying to do some, some things different. You know, you've got to go out on a limb. That's where the fruit's at. And we're competing with, you know, the best of the best. And we, we you know, we just really tried to bring something that was uh, new and fresh and would only work in our book, which gives us, you know, kind of ownership. So, yeah, that's kind of the thought behind Signs of the Times musically. Uh, Cliff Walker, his first full year, I just absolutely slashed and, and, and rocked the, the front ensemble stuff. Um, not many pit arrangers can make it sound like, you know, the battery went first or the battery went second on a whim. You know, there's such an intimacy there with what he wrote. So, um, yeah, signs of the times. Definitely. Cool, Dude, cool. In a, that's pretty wild, and I'm sure you'll point out more of them, but on a, on a pretty good read, I was able to catch a lot of those metric modulations and just accelerandos metrically and stuff through space and there's a there's a lot of space. <laughs> it's a whole lot of space. So they right. uh, they they pulled it off. I'm Let's uh get into this sucker here in a second, but since I do knew it before, head over to lonestarpercussion.com, use the discount code aged out, save yourself ten dollars on any order of fifty dollars or more. It's band camp and college band and all that season. Everybody needs some stuff, they'll take care of you. Check out the podcast on uh, podcast services or here on YouTube where you're watching this. Uh, check out social media as never miss an update on the podcast. And thank you to Drumline Archives, again, providing the solid video for us to use to watch here with Mr. McIntosh. So I'm ready if you two are. Micah did buy two pairs of your sticks off Lone Star, <laughs> and they both felt really good. So that's good. <laughs> I thank can you. second that. I have played with them. His so, pairs. Th thank you. <laughs> they're not, they're they're very they're very lovely they feel good <laughs> thank, thank you all right <laughs> let's jump into this thing i love this like vhs style intro yeah Dude, sidebar I too i love it So right away, obviously, in the bass line, just some incredible control. Just the unison, and then feeds into the split, feeds into the unison. Drums sound fantastic. Shout out Joey Martinez, or whoever's doing the tune, Russell, whoever. Um, but yeah, just right away, great quality of space control. You know, our, our, we, used, uh, we went to the uh, Renaissance Heads about mid-season. And uh, we just ended up using the Renix and the quads the whole show. Um, and it really kind of helped solidify the tenors. We had uh, Hayden, our center tenor, was incredible. His gift <laughs> was that he, he could not play out of time with the snares. <laughs> so, like, I would put him in the crazy form and he would, like, he would i was like how did you do that he's like i just rushed like crazy i was like that you're doing it exactly right like so he his gift was that he could put the quads in time i think that's a huge part of a, a tenor line is being able to 
put their sound with the snares, you know, the best groups do it. This was our opening statement, um, you know, some super fast duple stuff, 168, uh, all kinds of stuff over the bar line. And we were staged pretty far back. So we really tried to, uh, um, you know, we tried to create some presence. It's hard when you're on the 50 to generate that intimacy, but we were able to do it. Um, the, uh, let me see, what was I going to say? The, the, the beginning section, we go into this groove section, which is big old wide groove. And someone asked me, I think Tim Jackson had a discussion on why I wrote that there. This mellophone line was happening. I was like, okay, I can't get in the way of that. Uh, but we ended up making that a solo, right? So I probably could have gone for it right there and, and written some more stuff. But I just felt like that groove was a nice palate cleanser in between all this tension we were creating, like kind of a release. So really trying to be cognizant of tension and release, uh, cognizant of tension and release so that, you know, the the goal is to get the audience to be breathing with you, right? Like you're just moving and flowing with them and they're in the, they're, the drum line is in the pocket, the crowd's in the pocket. So that's a good lot to me. Yeah, uh, when, it, when, sure. it feels, when it feels good and you can bob your head. Oh, I was sitting here bobbing doing the whole time right, listening yeah. to that. It was I, just I, getting them feeling comfortable with it. Like, they have to own it first so that they can own it, so the crowd can kind of own it. For um, sure. Yeah, you know, just you trust your staff to tune the drums well. Bass drums always sounded great. Um, snares and tenors. So, yeah, I was, gonna, I was, I was pleased. I was going to ask, who to, did Bricky tune the snare drums? Because you all in Boston had my two favorite sounding snare line, like, from a tuning standpoint. It sounds like a Bricky tuning scheme what i've come yeah, to know, you know and love i was impressed with uh devil's switch to ludwig and uh um colin going back home to pearl i mean it's a bentley and a rolls you know those those companies are great um <laughs> yeah but I, josh did the tuning we put one extra strip of tape on there uh, obviously change your heads on tuesday on tuesday uh, tops at like a c um, bottoms at like a d um, guts are maybe like an f sharp and then, you know, we handpick out their rods for finals. Yeah. Cool, cool, for sure. All right, let's keep going here. Garrett Irwin, Mr. Texas. <laughs> Love Garrett. Grayson, right there. Yo-Yo Master. Wyatt. That isolated action and drag was cool. See, there's augmentation. Yeah, dude. Yeah. motive. All those drags and stuff too, and just the accent trading was just very, very tasty. This was uh, impossible. Dude, this is that metric Achelle. I was just like, hey, rewind that just a little bit. There's a left-handed tap in there. If you isolate that and you made that your taps for every recording you made, it would be the the godly tap. <laughs> I was gonna say there's that whole phrase. So many cold attack singles with such so, so, touch, touch, touch. Can't talk right now. And delicacy. Here, let's. I think we're back before it starts. It's that last left hand. Okay. I mean, when that thing hit, you heard like cinnamon, apple pie. Is <laughs> it a, is it mean, a dotted it was, quarter note space? <clears throat> I don't By that time, I don't know what it was. That, that, <laughs> uh, They're just they, feeling they, it. They felt it by that point in the season. Yeah, maybe a half note. Yeah, but I mean, it was like, you know, you just about mom's lasagna for, for like a count. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was great. 
I love that. All right, let's hear let's, it again. Let's enjoy it. The chef's kiss. So much control. Just the blend at the low end at the edge too to sound sound that good. This is all done with uh, voiceover stuff uh, that emulated the uh, bangles from Less Than Zero 80s movie. There's a progression of music as well. This is uh, the original music. We lost the rights to. Oof, that last just feature. Um, you can pause it real quick. So, you know, you got to trust your staff, right? So I went to Joey and I was like, hey, man, just, or actually, no, it was a different spot. I went to Russell for this one. <laughs> I was like, hey. The luxury guys... of <laughs> having both. The luxury of having, you know, like Russell just finished his first short film. It's like, hey, can you make the bass feature work? So he's like, what do you want me to do? I said, just come back. And I'm like, wow. And I, they came back and I was like, wow, cool. Um, so. Yeah, this this uh, percussion we segued from 100 uh, to 200. Uh, technically, ended up being um, 192. Um, so 96 to 192 in that two and a half bars of that roll excel. And now this is uh, what was Tarkus, but actually became all original music uh, by the end. Um, very driving, very percussive. Like so, you know, the the brass were very rhythmic. Not a ton of melody, a lot of Austin, not percussionists. You know, it was a, it was a fun tune. It's a tune that I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, so yeah. What was the name of the tune again? Uh, the original tune was by EOP Tarkas, and then okay. we ended up uh, fixing it. Um, but there's there's a there's a through line or changing it, I should say. There's a through line in music. We start with, uh, you know, Box Fugue. Uh, Little Fugue, which was basically written, I believe, in 1703, maybe, or 1603, 17th couple, century. A couple of years ago. Uh, maybe, yeah, <laughs> 1703. Anyway, so you've got that, and Tarkas, Steve Miller Band, mid-70s. Uh, you've got the Bangles from the 80s. Um, and then there's a couple other um, Easter eggs we'll get to. Nice. I backed up a little bit because I wanted to hear some of that again. Yeah, this jump, this tempo jump oh this is the next part yep and this is all cold straight out of the gate here we go <laughs> that very end of that bass part was nice such an incredible edge Dude. touch go, okay I, I have to point out just to give the kudos to that snare line for that at the edge going back and forth between triplet triplet rolls and puttadas just switching the, like the double rhythm on a dime like that and keeping the touch at the edge is, I just appreciate the hell out of that. And like used, seven to five to their back we, and to their right. I mean, we used to call that the yeah. Gillette at the edge, the Gillette. At the edge. You know, I mean, I went back and watched you guys do a 05 Blue Coats podcast a couple days ago, and uh, y'all were talking about the edge. And, you know, it's just something I've always felt is important you know that really i mean a, a low sound and a high sound are both extremely important yeah you know, good drum lines mm -hmm. accents are together great drum lines all that stuff on the you know on the low end is exquisite and i personally always love the front push 
not yeah. just the gut push, but that's just I, a personal a, preference. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've, I've slowly acclimated to the guts, but man, just a, a mackerel on the edge, you know, I mean, yummy. <laughs> Touches yeah, the a soul. Clean mackerel. Yeah, 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 a clean yeah. one touches the soul. Just, just, just in your soul my right heart. there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's hear that phrase with those putted and triplet rolls going back and forth and keep rolling. Yeah, we're trying to stay underneath the ball. so hard seriously i can't believe i mean when they're on it's when the big rhythms are clean that to me says the drummer is baseline underneath all that oh man even the subtlety of i'll point this out too before we get too far from it even the subtlety of the snares came in and they went to that like press stick on stick phrase like that little groove and the quads layered in over top of it and it just the way that worked for just the textures and the tones to work with each other just was super interesting. I almost want to rewind, that's but that's hard to do. I mean, to yeah. nuance something, yeah, go ahead and rewind it. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that's one long phrase where we are secondary to the brass and, uh, you know, young designers out there. It's, it's, it's very important to pick your, pick your spots. Here we go. All right, let's hear that again. And just, Right here. Texture change, volume doesn't change. Just such great interplay. Yeah. I love that ping so much the second time too. All those rolls just at the edge starting so in oh that one too why it's like a call and response of great yeah. crescendo rolls the quads. so good so that that was written like odd meter over the phrase so like it eventually like you you figure out where you want it to land and then you count backwards so sometimes if i'm writing if it needs to land at c i'm counting backwards you know 18 counts to start this canonic development so that it ends there so it you can hear it, it kind of laid on each other and finally it just it just went bam kind of thing yeah dude i yeah that's it that whole phrase moment. was so cool so interesting doppler it's a side to side thing yeah all right going away coming towards you yeah more left to right yeah Ooh. I'm starting that over because that roll out of nowhere in the middle of that phrase. There's some beef here. There we go. Let's get that again. Yeah. 
Such a good high battery blend in that moment. Wow. Yeah. Fun tune. Okay, so, so this. I'll pause. Here we go. Here we go. This is the quad feature. I don't guess we played. Uh, I don't guess we played what we called part four in the lot. Um, so part four was major Easter eggs. Uh, it had a lot to do with, uh, you know, I always, the Mars Lick is in there. Uh, you'll hear it later, but um, the Easter egg was, was, was intellectual in thought because in Fight Club we did that, that big rhythm, uh, which I had taken from the BC Boys, one of the little spots <laughs> that I kind of sketched and bred out of his magic to in O2. Um, but yeah, haircut two bits. So right from that we went into this what would drums sound like in twenty fifty kind of thing. So we play that and then we go into these features which were on ramps, um, incredible what we were asking of the membership as they were being moved around because your, your vertigo is kicking in, like your center of gravity. This isn't normal the way your body feels as you're drumming because you're being moved. Um, but even the cymbal sounds, like I worked with Matt Black, I was like, what would suspended cymbal sound like in 2050? So every sound you hear electronically in this section is supposed to be future. So you get this 2002 Fight Club and then immediately like we've moved forward. So there is a chronological aspect to this that you know yeah three people in the audience very like, interesting but yeah but you know their methodology to the madness for sure here you gotta have those things for yourself though too i would imagine it's like being on a movie set and the actors in the cast and the producers all know like certain things that are in the film that the general audience doesn't know but you, you watch it and you're like ah see what we did sure. there. <laughs> Like, oh, this part was yeah, all ad-libbed. Yeah. I mean, you have to be careful with that because when stuff's too inside and you're the only ones getting it, the audience is going, what? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. You right just, over their heads. But that, that, that was one of them. Something all the O2 callback about, stuff, though, was, was very recognizable. I remember the first time I heard the show, I was like, well, that takes me back. And, you know, they played it so well. I mean, that's a hard phrase. It's a long phrase with big rhythms, and they, they killed it. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yep. All right. Let's. They might. Honestly, we're only halfway through this video. They might play part four. It might just be out of order. We'll see. You can hear the modulation here. Oh, yeah. where Joey Joey worked his magic with the bass drums but okay I gotta tell you you heard it here first this was the anti-bass break 
in 08 when we wrote the boxer and that i don't i'm not gonna say it started all this all the splits because i remember blue knights indoor drumline in maybe 2000 doing like a some split heritage between one and two but when we wrote the boxer nowadays you know everything in the baseline is insane but you get to the unisons and it's like you just split up like 64th you know ricky tut ruggas and but the unisons aren't clean so originally this was the anti-bass break this was literally all unisons you can hear him going chuk, 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 chuk. that's all five of them doing that um so it's still in there but we had to kind of we had to hollywood it a little bit <laughs> so joey actually you know another stellar staff member joey was like hey i i can write some stuff and what he wrote and what they played like that day is like we worked on this for three hours and they came out and i was like it just spoke to the talent of the group i was like wow that, that's amazing so hats off to joey but there are some uh anti-bass break unisons in here <laughs> We're try trying to move the, the the needle the other way a little bit back to the quality unisons quality unisons never go out of style they do not we just clean in general you know we said said it with unks too it just never never gets old it's timeless. Clean is forever. Clean yep. is forever. All right, let's hear this. That's what we cleaned. The left hand was going to be clean. All we mm -hmm. cleaned was that right hand. Yep. Yeah. We uh, was that was that a brickyism brickyism too? In the did he have any influence on no. that? No. No, that was all Mac Daddy. No poker <laughs> hand. No no poker hands this year. <laughs> I, I, I I folded I folded the hand early this year. Um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of had a, a like a thought where we. Wanted to go, which is like a bar band out of Boston. It was incredible. We heard their music, and there's like this gent guitar that is rising the whole time underneath this. Uh, so the interplay front to back. We had an incredible keyboard player up front. So the the interplay front to back was really strong here. There on that prop, and then we go into the Herta. You know, you're building tension. Other than that, from Unks, you know, you you can play the same thing. But you continue to build on it, like you know the old snare add-ons. You know, then two of them, then four of them. You're building tension. You're building tension, um, and excitement and fervor, and that's kind of the, the what we did with the heritages here. And then I could just couldn't believe how well they could cross these heritages up. I mean, we didn't. Josh had cleaned the heck out of this. I had the snares the last seven days, and Josh came back in. I had him for a week. Uh, we really never hit that because we never really had to. But yeah, so tons of tension built here into uh, the re-entry, which was all of the bent knee uh, material. So this uh, this snare line plays some of the best edge rolls and edge material that I've heard in a while. I think they probably win that award for this season. The Just... perlative given 
<laughs> the control and touch out there, just from what I saw all summer, is kind of unparall- unparalleled by anybody and else. drum lines. Everybody, I mean, everybody was incredible this year. I can second that. There great. were... Great year for drums. So, so many groups were just at the top of their game. some at cap city uh well actually logan garrett and wyatt and all three of them but uh for sure logan as well just super humble dude that just wanted to play drums and be really good at drums (laughs) just one of those people that's cool because they just do everything they say they're gonna do you know what i mean on top of just being a cool cat Um, i think i remember go ahead no go ahead no go ahead I mean, the first time I met Garrett was uh, he came up from Texas to... CTJ boy. Yeah, uh, Claudia Taylor-Johnson in the house. So he came up to Cap City and auditioned, and, like, we were all masked up and stuff, and he, like, had, like, one of the masks that went all the way around, and I told him he looked like the albino winter soldier. (laughs) (laughs) His parents... His parents, their flight got canceled, uh, and they drove up all night to get there for Thursday. Dude, wow. that's incredible. Or, or Friday, I think it was Friday, actually. Um, yeah, he just reached out, man. Like, I'm close with those guys. He just reached out, and we talked for about an hour on some, you know, just picking my brain on some rehearsal stuff. But uh, I love, you know, spurring these young guys to go out and be great. Someone's got to do it, you know? And funny story about Wyatt. Um, his first year at Cap City, he was really young. But I remember just, like, he was so nervous like we would go to the show lots and he hadn't marched like world-class anything at that point. So we're in these lots and there's like people there at the WGI Indie regional filming for like IP and stuff like that. And, uh, it was just like a whole new world. And to see him then versus like now he's just like cool, calm and collected and just like throwing it down. Yeah, man. I love that. So, so much growth and just maturity and, yeah, I love it. He's a cool kid, man. They were all cool. I and mean, the culture, their collective vibe was, was strong. Let me tell you, the staff, too, we were 10 strong on free day in Pittsburgh. And, you know, <laughs> but that was a good starts, time. It, well, you know, it it starts with 10, then two get mad at each other, four splinter <laughs> off to go bowling. None of that happened. Like, we rolled 10 hard all day, and we probably we had 20 drum staff in all finals week. Like, we were hyping. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. You, I mean, you could. I mean, the finals week, you all were so good. Like it just, it makes sense. The cohesiveness that you're talking about, just being there, it's not a surprise. We felt like no one had more room, like to grow than us, and that that wasn't just like a you know a BS statement. I mean, literally, we had another level to unearth between quarters and finals. I mean, it was really exciting, yeah. and they just kept, they just kept going better every night. Yeah, absolute tribute through the max coming to fruition um we're just really excited about not only this year but the future for sure yeah heck yeah i was texting josh but i was like so how many are coming 
<laughs> he was throwing out of his name. So I was like, uh, there you go. All of them. All <laughs> of them. Every single one. All right, let's jump back into this video. stuff accident doubles yes that was clean different like what are your hands are required to do so much craziness to go and play all those different speeds of doubles in and out like that it's it they're just accelerating cannot... through a constant time which is or day accelerating through a constant time via rhythm which is you, layered skill sets i've got to rewind because you can't overstate the difficulty and like what is required of the preciseness the precise if adjustments you, within your hands to do that well. Here, if, if you know what this is about, once you you know this is about the way we treat the double, slowing it down, speeding up in context, then you're like, okay, yeah, I, I see that, what yeah. they were going for there. Did I go back too far? There we go. Yeah, you're good. Dude, the left just keep opening up. <laughs> there was our Mars left. All the way down. Uh, all the way down, yeah. Bass drum. I was up that roll's backside. Like Say again? The, I cleaned that for one day. No matter where we were, cold, warm, I would ask them to play that all day. In between reps, all the time. And we did that with the quads too. Like they're playing that break 20 times a day in front of everybody. Okay, oh eights. All right, cut. All right, quads. Play your feature. Well, okay. <laughs> just getting them to be able to do it like it was just like breathing, you know? And I will say, I was, you know, I laid on my side just because I like to do that. You know, it's a tribute <laughs> to the line. Um, it's a tribute to the line that says, you, you've arrived and I trust you, right? Um, and I hadn't done it all year. And there was this perfect spot. Tim Fairbanks said he was going to come spoon with me, but he didn't. Um, <laughs> but there was this perfect spot where I laid down 
and the, they were so good on Saturday. Like, I don't know, this is going to sound weird. Like, I could hear, I don't know, you felt like you could hear, like, the physiological aspects of the performers. Because I was real close, and I was way down by the ground. And it was just so alive. It, it was it was great, man. I couldn't be more proud of them and the staff. <laughs> you just felt it. It hit you. I, it was yeah, like you felt like you could feel the dudes breathing. It was, it was really cool. They they, they they like if you start a beginner class, twenty kids, you know, fourteen of them do what you say, three of them do what you really say, and then the other three like hate your guts, right? And it's really easy to base yourself off the three that hated your guts. I'm a terrible teacher, you know. I only reached seventeen kids out of twenty, but I I really feel like these guys uh, like did everything we asked them to do. And what you the want. trust was amazing. And it comes back to the culture. Josh breaking his crew set up. I mean, we had the right guys in there. Uh, and I was so thankful that they vetted Zach so hard, you know, early season to come in. And now I know why. It's like you give them all a comment and they do it. That's incredible. incredible. That's what you want. That's what you want as a staff, man. It's like Bricky was always really good at doing that, building a cohesiveness. Like when I was in X, like he just made it like a – I guess a family would be yeah the best way to put it. Like he was just it like is. we're in this together and we're all tr- working for the same thing. So that's right. Yep. La familia, junkyard yep. dogs, man. That's his that's, phrase yeah, right that's there. His phrase junkyard. That's dogs. it. Blue collar, blue collar. Bring your lunch pail to work. Yes, sir. <laughs> Heck yeah. Taking the tempo way down, just just that gravity and that weight sinks in. You're just like, you know, I that's an ending from '81 Vanguard that always stuck with me. I literally reached out to Ralph and let him know that we wanted to play a timeless ending, and could I use? that and he said absolutely so that that that's a timeless ending from 81 vanguard that really set me on my path to drumming that i inserted into the ending of the show because i felt it was timeless and i'm assuming you're referring to ralph hardeman absolutely yeah yep. just don't for everybody throwing it out there but yeah that's that's awesome i love man i just love those callbacks like it keeps the activity connected across generations that it's like hey we're still doing the same thing that we were doing 20, 30 years ago. Like, 
maybe the gears changed a little bit. Maybe some of the uh, electronics have been implemented, but like it's the same thing. And that's what I love about it so much. And have I don't think I'll ever lose respect because the people who are doing it, they're doing the same process that they did 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. It might look a little different, but it's the same thing. I mean, you go back and watch that, like, Fred Sanford VHS video by Larry McCormick. I mean, dude, it's yes. literally, it's it's all the same stuff. You're listening, you're moving together, you're working as a team. You know, I mean, there's a ton of soft skills. There's a ton of life skills that are happening. Playing clean, if you can play clean, you can be in a relationship. You can broker a deal. I mean, you're obviously a good listener, you know. So those things are important. Those things are timeless. We get a lot of people saying that they don't buy into the, the, the body and the choreo and stuff. And I got to tell you, what the kids are doing today is way harder than what we are doing. So put up or shut up, right? Yeah, that's right. I, mean, I, even... think you, I mean, I think you touched on a pretty interesting concept there. Just the skills translate timelessly. Like what you ask the kids to do mentally and to have success at that level, to be able to focus for long periods of time, to devote yourself, to commit yourself to a team, to like, I gotta show up for the people on my left and my right every day and be able to put in the work and we gotta do this together. Like that is a skill set that stays with me for my entire life, uh, even sure. into my career, to my job, like what I do now, like how I interact with the kids that I teach, how I interact with my family and my wife. Like it's, it's just, it's ingrained in you. It translates to everything. I mean, just the work ethic, the drive. Like you said, I couldn't have said it better I, myself. I mean, that that hasn't that you know, diesel fumes, eight on a hand, taco in a bag, sunscreen. That's all the exact same, right? It's been for you know since before DCI, um, when it was American Legion. So yeah, I was we were talking earlier, like plug a thing we're doing at WGI Con uh, next weekend is. Um, doing a clinic with Tony Lyman, Chelsea Levine, Tim Fairbanks. Basically, it's uh, private sector, don't be scared, applying your soft skills in the, in the real world. And everything that we're doing in this tribe translates now that I'm in the private sector. You know, I, I, had a, I thought maybe all I could do in my life was just this, but you realize that you're, you've, you've developed the skills to really try and, you know, to set yourself up for success in the real world. So I, I couldn't have been more proud of the, the guys for listening and trusting and this is what you get i mean we finally started talking about sound like the last you know 20 days because that's where we were i mean we were a month behind and we were three weeks behind and two weeks behind and a week behind on tuesday of finals week and then saturday we caught up and uh you know fifth place with this insanity that was our 2022 season i mean you know just speaks volumes for the guys and the staff and not only with the insanity that you like in the hurdles you had to jump over but just how competitive and brutal it was at the top and the, well really one through 20 like it was just wild so <laughs> many groups had historic seasons so many groups came out so much improved over what they were in 2019 the last like full season it's just it was incredible to watch the progression of the summer just see everyone go from point A to point B and say how good for various groups and follow the storylines. And it was just insane how good so many drum lines were 
by the end of the summer. Just everybody put in the work. I think everybody was really hungry. Like, last 21 season was shortened. It was kind of a drum corps season, just kind of a half season. You know, 2020 didn't happen. I think a lot of people just showed up hungry and ready to work and, like, put in the work leading into the season, I'm sure. And, like, just the products from everybody just spoke for itself. You felt like a lot of groups were actually, like, setting the culture for the next seven years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a lot of people had a factory reset kind of thing, you know, because mm-hmm. you had a couple years where – I mean, you didn't have any vets, right? I mean, what what are the Cavaliers? You know, well, I, I think they're this kind of thing. Um, you know, what right. is Blue Devils? But it was also really, you know, you had Blue Devils and kind of everybody else full core. Um, but fight, this two, three, four, five, this six, seven, eight, Blue Stars, Cadets, um, you know, Mandarins, Phantom, I guess, gosh, Cavies, like, I guess six through ten. Um, and then, you know, Crossman and Troop and Colts like duking it out, mm-hmm. you know. So those are a couple great, a couple great drum corps that didn't perform Saturday night. So for the fans, this was just incredible. It was a pleasure a, to watch the season. I'm gonna give one last like plug to uh, to the WGI Con thing. Like, when is that going down and where is it? Uh, it's in uh, New Orleans. It's next weekend. I think we're on Sunday morning. Um, okay. A lot of cool um, clinics. And, yeah, and, like, what you just said, like, the private sector in – I mean, I think that that's something that's super admirable to do and talk about because that's pretty much what I live and what Fantini lives is that my uh, my passion in life is music and drums and this and that, but it's certainly not my paycheck. Uh, sure. I, I do insurance. But – there are ways to infuse and align those things together to where your paycheck can support your passion and then like vice versa. So it's and just, you can support your passion. You have right. time to support your passion because you're taking care of business. Right, right, yeah. right. So yep. I think it's, I think it's super awesome. I mean, I still teach high school band uh, when I Same. can. And so it's just, I think that that's a super cool idea to integrate into those clinics. And I hope they continue to do more of that stuff just because, there are a lot of people that have the skills and the knowledge to, to continue to, to stay in it, even if it's not their nine to five, as you might say. Well, when I pivoted, like, you know, it went, it became a passion again because, you know, it wasn't just solely a paycheck. Um, right. And, you know, you just, you're just thankful that you're, you're, you're able to experience this real niche kind of tribal thing, drum corps, WGI, DCI, you know, this, we're just a bunch of nerds. But, you know, it's, it's <laughs> been much. really, it's, it's been really cool. And, you know, I found something in e-commerce. So, you know, I work for a software company. E-commerce is very much alive and organic and moving and moving just like music. So I found some parallels that inspire me uh, in, you know, the tech side of things. And it's just, it's been really cool. Yeah, it's funny. I always relate uh, because in just small tangent here in like the insurance business, like, it's all a numbers game, and you fail way more than you succeed. But yeah. I always just refer that to it's like, man, I, I was really bad at drums for a long time until I was good at it, and yeah. Yeah. I played a lot yeah. of things incorrectly before I figured out how to play them correctly. <laughs> That's for damn sure. <laughs> I heard this. I have to read you guys this great quote, and I'm going to read it because I don't want to butcher it. The game I used to have keeps getting better. I just think that is so funny. Um, I saw this thing on Elliot Spitzer. That was his 
his quote, but uh, the game I used to have keeps getting better. So, you know, there's a lot of us in this activity that are older, but curiosity is an absolute superpower in the second half of your life. And those are the people that are still around. Tom Hannum is still curious. Yeah. Tom Unks is still curious. Uh, Colin McNutt is curious. Paul Rennick is curious. Scott Johnson is curious. I'm curious. You know, like we're still growing. You know, I don't think I've written my best work yet. You know, I don't know. Maybe I have, but, you know, that attitude, I think, goes a long way. For sure. No, for yeah. sure. Yep. Man, yeah. I, that was a great little epilogue there. <laughs> I don't know of a better way to end this. I don't know if we can top what we just ended that with. I mean, do you guys have anything else you want to touch? I mean, it was a pleasure watching this with you. Like, I learned a hell of a lot. I know this is probably – I watched a few videos of you all this season – I saw it live uh, once. Once I saw it live at finals. Um, it was like there's still stuff that I'm picking up from this book. I want. I'm gonna go back and watch this video again when I'm not worried about like watching sound levels and like making sure everything <laughs> technically is working. To like really, there's so much nuance, and I encourage anyone watching at this point still go back and watch it. Like we're gonna link this video in the video description. Go watch it without us blabbering and pausing and stuff, and just watch it a few times. Like, throw on some so, headphones. Throw on some headphones, some with some good bass in them, and just dig into it because there's a lot of meat and potatoes, and just also just some seasoning on top throughout that just you're not going to pick up on one read. And I mom's lasagna. Yeah, mom's I mean, lasagna. I learned. I heard stuff tonight I hadn't heard before within the book, and just like some things I didn't pick up on and. I would almost say that's the way it is for a lot of books, but you want everything to be readable, but I think having that density to it and those layers just make it, like you said, timeless. Like just make people want to come back and watch this again. So I don't know. If anybody's judging this fall and they use that rim shot sounded like mom's lasagna on the tape and they can prove they did it. (laughs) I'll send you a free pair of sticks. Yeah, there it is. There it is. (laughs) Evan and Mike, what you guys bring to the activity is, is very is much needed and, and, and creates a nice thread that binds us all. So thank you. It's an honor when you guys reach out to me for, to do this. I, I get as much out of this as anybody else. So I know I can tell you from our side, we certainly appreciate the work you guys are doing. Oh, thank, thank you, you sir. Thank appreciate you, it. Appreciate it a million times over. But all right, let's wrap this up, everybody. LoneStarProgression.com, you know the drill, social media, Facebook, Instagram. Head over to podcast services, check out the podcast, or here on YouTube. Drop a comment, let us know what you all think about anything we said or discussed here. We try to interact with as many of the comments as we can in the comment sections. And I've got no other words. This was a blast. Thanks again, Mike. I'm sure we'll hope to see you soon, talk soon. We'll, We'll figure something out. For sure. Peace.